Hello, I'm back, and guess what? Mother's Day, Mother's Day, it's Mother's Day. Well, it's not Mother's Day yet, but you know, I'm all about, you know, Mother's Day countdown. You know, I feel like, listen, as mothers, okay, we go, you know, we got a lot going on. So I'm like, you know, you're not just going to celebrate me on one day. No, (laughs) you don't celebrate me on just one day. (laughs) I'm going to be celebrated for a few days. Okay, I'm taking advantage of it. All right, you know. You know, you got to teach the kids up. Like, listen, hey, y'all make sure that you um, make sure you give me gifts all, you know, every day leading up to Mother's Day. Okay. I just want that to be a thing. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, you know, that's just me. You know, I don't, you know, I encourage y'all to do it, but if you don't, you know, it's all good. (laughs) But um, today, this is a special um, episode because, you know, we talk a lot, you know, about us as wives. Um, because it is wifely wisdom, but today we're going to talk about the role of a mother. So I guess it's like mother's wisdom, right? Yeah, we're talking about the role of a mother, and so this topic is tend to your children. So the name of this episode is tend to your children. Very powerful, y'all. So you just yeah, grab a seat if you in the car, you know, put the phone up, make sure it's settled in, you know, if you at work, get the get the pot in, get the headphones in, you know, if you cooking, get get whatever you doing, just get yourself, you gather yourself and take some time to listen to it and chew on this one, okay guys? I I, I you know, this is one of those usually I pray before, but I just want to pray really quickly that so Father God in the name of Jesus, I just pray that Everyone at the sound of my voice um, that hears this, God, may it bless them. I pray, Father, that you will speak to them. Father God, I pray that the revelation that will come from them, from this, God, that it will truly bless them and that it'll be a blessed seed. I pray for divine healing, deliverance. I pray for um, just a joy and just a joy and understanding and breakthrough in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I mean that, you know, this is a really good one. So, like I said, today the topic is tend to your children, okay? So, once again, happy Mother's Day, okay? Happy Mother's Day, women. Listen, you guys, mothers, <laughs> if you are a mother, you understand where I'm coming from. This is not for the faint, okay? Motherhood is not for the faint. It is not, um, parenthood, fatherhood is definitely not for the faint, but we'll save that little bit for Father's Day. <laughs> In the meantime, Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day. You know, thank God that you made it another Mother's Day, all right? You have survived yet another year as a mother, so applaud yourself, round of applause, and um, celebrate yourself, you know? Um, celebrate yourself. This is once again, share this with anyone who's a mother, even if they're not, a, even if they're a single mother, if they're, you know, share this with them. All right. And I encourage you to listen to the episode. Let's celebrate. All right. It's really important because as mothers, sometimes we don't celebrate ourselves. Sometimes we don't, you know, we put everyone before us. We don't do anything for ourselves. So at the very, although Mother's Day should be celebrated every day, y'all heard me, I, I stutter, okay? Mother's Day should be celebrated every day. At the very least, we have a week. I, you heard me again, I said a week. We have a week where we can really just focus on self-care, you know, reset. And actually, that is what my um, 
Portia Present Travel Mother's Day celebrations are about. That us as women, we come together and we just reset, we refocus, we rejuvenate, you know, and we relax, okay, and have a good time. But I encourage you that if you're not going on the trip, I encourage you to celebrate yourself, you know, thank God, you know, um, go for a walk, you know, do whatever your budget allows you, do that. So even if you're, even if, listen, this may be a, a hard season right now, okay, take a shower, in that shower, just thank God, take a shower, lay down, get sleeping an extra hour, um, you know, sleep in an extra hour, have your child, you know, make sure that they clean the house for you that day while you, with your feet, while you're kicking your feet up, you know, if you're a newly mother and the child's a baby, you know, soak it all in, you know, watch a nice movie, dance, you know, sing out loud, take that time, don't, you know, sometimes Mother's Day is a little tricky because, you know, sometimes it can be, um, and depressing, especially depending upon if there are any circumstances where you may have lost a mother or you may have lost a child, God forbid, or you may have, um, you know, maybe you're a single parent, you know, maybe the funds are just really low, you know, but I encourage you, you know, let's take back those days and let's truly celebrate them. You know, you deserve it truly. Um, so yes, now we're going to go on to tending to your children. As a mother, that is probably one of the most important, if not the most important role you have. That is where your responsibility lies. Um, when we talk about the order of a house where you have, you know, the, the husband, right? Then you under the husband is the wife and under the wife are the children. That is letting you know that as a mother, you have a very important role as to, to tend to your children. You have a very important role to take care of them. And yes, fathers do too, please. I mean, their role is a little more important. But once again, it's Mother's Day. So we're going to focus on, you know, y'all just a little bit. <laughs> So when we look up the definition of tend, right? We're going to get into this, y'all. But we look on the definition of tend. What does tend mean? Tend to means to take care of, minister to, to watch over, look after, attend to, apply the mind or pay attention. So essentially, it is our responsibility as mothers to take care of our children, minister to our children, watch over our children, look after our children, pay attention to our children, attend to our children. Okay, this is very, I mean, guys, this is very important. You know, there are things that, you know, um, and this is, and this, you know, I, you know I'm not going to sugarcoat it because there are things that our parents, you know, did not do. And because of that, there are things that we suffered with and we learned the hard way. And so it's important that now as we are mothers, that we know that we have to do better for our children for their sake. So that they can have a fighting chance. You understand? Okay. And celebrate yourself. I mean, the mere fact that you've been riding with me, you know, listen to these podcasts. I believe that you've been praying. I believe you've been taking the instruction, heeding the warnings. And I believe that you are growing in grace. So, you know, applaud yourself. And now let's get into our role as a mom. 
All right. So um, the first one I want to talk about, you know, we talk about we, we definitely reference scriptures. This is biblical sound. You know, that's how that's what my podcast is all about. If this is your first episode that you're listening to. Right. I always want to be biblically, biblically sound. You know, it's not just about opinion or, you know, no, we want to do it the godly way because there's protection in that. There's favor in that. We're not even going to talk about the abundance of blessings in that. OK. And so, yes. We're looking at Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. This is very popular, right? Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. It says, train up a, and this is the New King James Version. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. What's so amazing about that is it said he will not. It didn't say so that maybe he could not or hopefully he won't or there's a possibility. No, it said he will not. Now, here is here's where your faith just, you know, let's just let's let's level up that faith a little bit, right? God is a promise keeper. God this is the word of God. This is life. Right? So, you have to you have to know that, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I just want to share a little testimony of my own, right? Um, when I was a child, I remember um, one day my grandmother, you know, I, I was I was about a teenager, you know, you know how teenagers are. And I think I said, I don't remember exactly how it went, but I said something to my grandmother. She said, excuse me? My grandmother was like, wait a minute. That don't even make, she's like, come on, you're going to sit down, sit down with me and you're going to read the Bible. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> now at this time, I didn't, you know, we, I didn't go to church like that. I didn't go to church like that. I believed in God, but I didn't go to church like that. I didn't read the Bible. I, I didn't have like a relationship. I did not have a relationship with God. You know, I believed in God. I didn't, you know, I wasn't, you know, I didn't play I didn't go that far and not believing, but I definitely wasn't living my best life. You get what I'm saying? And so my grandmother said, read, um, read the Bible. And so she's, I remember this and I was sitting in the bed with her. She was reading her newspaper and she had me read it out loud. And I remember reading it out loud and I was like, oh, okay. And I remember like getting the revelation and I was kind of like jokey a little bit. And she was like, no, don't play. <laughs> this is not a joke take this very seriously and um I actually enjoyed it I didn't really express that I enjoyed it but I actually enjoyed it right that was a training moment now after that you know I have and one day I shall share my testimony in a grand way prepare for that y'all but after that you know I, I was you know I was definitely doing stuff I had no business doing um, you know, if you knew me, then you definitely would not recognize me now. Glory be to God, because we all want out. We all, you know, want to see change. Right. But, um, that was a seed that was planted. My grandmother, she planted a seed in that moment. And in that moment, I, there was a training that was done. Right. That was a seed that was planted. That was a training. And so when I got older, Fast forward years later, <laughs> when a Z, years later, when I got older, guess what happened? I picked up the Bible. I remember hearing different things about God. And I remember saying, God, I want to know you for myself. Like, I actually want to know you for myself. And so I remember picking up the Bible for myself. Do you get it? Are we getting this? 
Train up a child in the way they should go. So when he is old, they will not depart from it. So that one moment with my grandmother planted a seed. And now here I am. And I'm re- and I read the Bible. Here I am. And I, I re- and by the grace of God, but only by his grace, am I able to receive, understand revelations and be able to give it to people and break it down in such a way that they're able to understand it. So I want to encourage you with that. If your child may be wayward, if your child, you know, no matter if despite whatever age, despite if they're they're being rebellious, despite if if they're not listening, despite if they are, um, you know, teenagers and they're doing something they have no business doing. I want you to have faith in knowing that train them up. Don't stop the training. Don't give up on your child. Okay, because when they are old, they won't depart from it. I'll give you another example. Um, I remember as a child, my mother, you know, before eating healthy was popular. And I say that because back in my day, it was all about like, you know, white bread, marshmallow, fluff, um, you know, fruit loops, you know, um, sugary cereals, oodles and noodles. That was a thing. Right. And chitlins, you know, uh, was it pork chops? That was a thing. But for my mother, that was never a thing. <laughs> and so she was out, you know, I was told I had to eat wheat bread, you know, um, we did, I was not allowed to eat sugar cereal, oodles and noodles. Absolutely not. You know, she made sure that there was certain types of foods that I was not allowed to eat. And, um, I was, you know, as a kid, I'm like, this is not fair, you know. I wanted to eat what everybody else had in their school lunch. You know, I had to eat healthier items. I had to eat, you know, food that was healthy. And that's not, and as a child, that's not fun. But what, excuse me, what the, and although, so when I, you know, when I got, when I went away to college, oh, I was buying all of that, oodles and noodles, (laughs) sugar cereal, um, just, you know, canned ravioli, just all of those things that I did not, I was not able to eat because my mother didn't allow me to, right? And so now fast forward, I have a true understanding and a respect for healthier food. And so I'm very health, you know, I'm health conscious. Yes, I do enjoy fast food. You know, this is honest. I'm going to be honest here, right? But I, I, there will, I, I crave salad. You understand? Um, I appreciate roughage. I appreciate good vegetables because your health is wealth. It is important to eat healthy. And I'm not going off topic, but what I'm saying is, is that my mother training me up in the um, in eating healthy, even though I had a moment where I was eating so crazy, I went back to the, the, the training and was able to eat right. You get it? And I have the knowledge that has been instilled in me to eat healthy. So I want to just, um, just, I want that to increase your faith that if you are training your child up, right? If you are taking your child to church, if you are reading the Bible to your children, if you are doing that and let's say they may feel like, oh goodness, don't faint, don't faint, don't, don't lose heart because when they get older, they will not depart from it. The word did not say maybe it didn't say possibly it said it will not. There are certain scriptures where it say so that you may, right? But this one said it will not. This is with promise. So take heed that God is not a liar. God is a promise keeper. God cannot lie. So you continue to raise your children, instill in them the good values so that when they are old, they will not depart from it. Amen.
I had to give an amen on that one, y'all. <laughs> okay. And so how do we train up the child, right? How do we train up the child? Um, you want to teach them how to pray, right? You want to show them God's love. You want to teach them the correct, you know, correct principles. You know, you want to teach them respect. Um, I remember one thing, and this is a shout out to my mom, you know, hey, mommy, how you doing? <laughs> but um, one thing that my mom would always, you know, for me, she would always make sure is that I dressed a certain way. So like, um, I was always busty as a child, you know, I'm pretty small figured, but even with my small frame, I always had, I was always busty. I don't know, but it is what it is. And, you know, she would always make sure that I covered up in that area. Now I don't, this is, you know, I don't want to offend the, oh, it don't matter how you look folks, you know, but what I'm saying is as a child, my breast shouldn't be out. Right. And so what that did for me, it did not make me, I was not body conscious, right? I still loved my bust, right? I still love it. But at the same time, as when I got older, and even truthfully, that never kind of left, you would never really see me with my cleavage all out. You would never see me wearing something that shows breasts because I, I, I didn't feel like um, that was where my beauty was. I, I always, I never justified my beauty on my breasts. You get it? You get it? So because of that, that instilled a, a, a really sense of self and um, I, I, the way I carried myself you know, in, in any stage of my life, you know, I always made sure that, um, you know, I carried myself in a way that was respectable, truthfully, right? So once again, you know, you teach your children up, you know, if, they, if, you're, your, if they're your sons, you know, you want to make sure that they have respect for women. You want to make sure that, you know, and women and, and men, you know, you want to make sure your children are respective persons. You want to make sure that they're not easily offensive. You want to make sure that they, they celebrate one another. They celebrate that when it's somebody else's time to be celebrated, that they do so. You want to make sure they dress appropriately, right? You want to make sure that they take education seriously. Um, these are very, these are things that when you train them up in this way, when they get older, they won't depart from it. I don't care how they feel right now. They're not going to depart from it because that's what God says it don't it don't matter what they say <laughs> I don't care what they gotta say I don't care how they feel it matters that's what God says and that is what you take when you tell your child um you get up and clean this room and it better be spotless top to bottom don't stop that when they get older and you walk into their house and you like my goodness I can something drop on the floor I can eat it off the floor because guess what they love that type of cleaner that they understood is going to stick with them okay that's just that was just, you know, you know, a little thing just to keep you excited and really just let you know that don't faint. Keep I don't care how they feel. I don't care what they try to say. You keep teaching them those good values and it's going to work. You continue doing so. Okay? It's very important. So teach them out. Teach them. Um and by teaching them, you are essentially raising them. And uh it's and this is crucial. Because how you raise your children is how they accept the love of God. Um, I used to do, and I probably will be picking this up again at some point, uh, prayer calls with other wives. And somebody, a woman of God, she said that she said, you know, one thing is she's afraid to ask God things. And um, it'd be like, you know, God, and which is contrary to the word because God says acts, you know, we don't have because we don't acts and she don't let, so it was very hard for her to ask God because as a child, you know, 
she couldn't ask her mother for things. She couldn't ask for things because she would get in trouble or she got in trouble. And so that traumatized her, right? Um, another way is if you, um, you know, uh, if a child, you know, if you're somebody that, um, you, if you're somebody that, you know, can't see God as a gentleman, you cannot see God as a, um, you can't see God as someone who is gentle with you, someone who actually has mercy, right? Maybe you were criticized, you were over criticized, you know, you didn't receive compliments from your mother or your father. Those things stay with you. So it's deeper because above all else, we want our children to have what we call a sonship, which is the relationship with the father in heaven. You know, we can, there's, we, we have the word, we have the church, we have the teachings, but above all else, we need to have a relate our own personal relationship with God, but how we have a relationship with our parents can affect that. You know, if the child does not have a father figure you know, that can really affect them from receiving God as their father. You understand? Now, if you are a single parent and your child does not have their father in their life, um, don't fret because you're on this, um, you're listening to this for a reason. See, now you understand what to pray for. And you better understand as a mother, the level our prayers move mountains for our children, okay? So we, and we move forward. We move, okay? <laughs> So, yes, um, how we raise our children. Now, one thing God has been really dealing with me personally is teaching is showing my children the love of God. Showing my children the love of God. That's something that I you know, I'm still learning personally. Right. In all honesty, show my children the love of God. So what does that mean? That means be patient with them. Be kind to them protect them, forgive them, you know, stop reminding them of their failures, talk to them, right? You know, you, you know, sometimes our lives can get so hectic as mothers, entrepreneurs, just business workers, um, uh, daughters, um, wives, friends, um, you know, sometimes we can become, we, we can ne neglect the, the very, the one thing that we truly are responsible for on this earth. See, now as a husband, they're responsible for their wives and their children, right? But the wives, the mothers, you're responsible for your children. So the very one thing that we're responsible for, you know, certain things can distract us from really making sure that they're on track. Now, how do we do that? Talk to them. You know, I would implore you to do this until it becomes just habitual. You know, schedule a time throughout each day to make sure you ha you talk to them. And I want to, and, and also pay attention, is it hard for you to do that? That means that the enemy was trying to throw discord and separate you or distract you all along, right? So schedule a time to really talk to them, really get to know them, listen to them. If they have frustrations, if you did something wrong, apologize to them, Okay. Because love covers, covers a multitude of sins. And that's on 1 Peter 4 verse 8. And it says, and above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins, right? So love covers a multitude of sins. So when you exude this love, right? When you exude this type of love, what this means is that it's going to lessen. What it means is that they're able to learn from it, right? If, what that means is that 
When you correct, you do it in love. When you punish them, you do it in love. When you teach them, you do it in love. When you discipline them, you do it in love. When you talk to them, it do, you do it in love. Because you better understand the, de- the devil does not play fair. And they do, and the enemy does try to talk to our children's minds. And so it's important that we get we love we love them. Because what that does is it covers those sins. And they essentially will get freed from it. You understand? Something as simple as loving them, it goes, it, it, it moves miles. Something as simple as loving them, let me tell you, it, it really does a lot of great work and it really undoes, undoes, undo, excuse me, a lot of damage that has been done, you know, and that's really, and love covers a multitude of sins is something that is not just for children, it's really for anyone, right? So, and let's be clear, it doesn't cover all sin, but it covers a multitude of sins, okay? And so, yes, you know, like I said, it's just, an, and one, another thing, right, is, I, um, oh, let me make sure I have it here. Yes, the, this next verse I wanted to read was due to, from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9. And it says, Only take heed to yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life, and teach them to your children and grandchildren. Okay, so it said, Take heed to yourself, you know. Check yourself, right? Don't forget what your eyes have seen so that you don't, don't, don't forget the teachings of God. Don't forget what your eyes have seen and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. Now, that is such a powerful um, scripture, right? You have to teach them to your grandchildren and your children because understand this, like mother, like daughter is a real thing. It's not fake. It's not a worldly principle. No, it's true. And when I say that, I I got a true revelation. I believe it was like a month ago. And this was so powerful. You know, our children, they can be a reflection of us. Did you know that? Like our children can be a reflection of us. Um, As a mother, one of the best things you can do is have a relationship with God. Actually, that's the best thing you can do is have a relationship with God on your own. See, when you have a relationship with God on your own, what that does is it allows God to heal you so that you can be healed, so that you can teach teach your children right. You know, sometimes, you know, we have these dysfunctional ways that we think are actually good, but they're actually despicable and despisable in God's eyes. Now, how do we realize that, right? Our children can be a reflection of us. Like sometimes God will allow our children to emulate the character flaws we have, especially the ones we didn't know were flaws, right? Um, Especially the ones we didn't know were flaws. There's some hidden ones or some many ones that we think are just regular and we don't know. But then when our children do them, we're so frustrated with them. We're trying to figure out what's going on, not even knowing where do we do the same thing. Isn't that weird? But you know what? We thank God that he's able to show, we we able to see and that we can correct it quickly. So like, okay, for example, I know someone whose child, you know, doesn't like to be celebrated, right? They really don't. And it would actually bother them if their parents celebrate them. Like the child does not like to be celebrated. The child does not like to, don't do too much for me. Let's keep it very simple. I don't really want to do anything. Birthdays, forget about it. Let's not, I don't really want no, I don't really like that, Right. Now, that's kind of odd because, okay, you know, on the flip side, it can seem okay, but it's weird because God wants us to be celebrated, right? But then the person realized, didn't know, didn't even realize that they themselves didn't like to be celebrated. 
they themselves didn't like to be celebrated. They they didn't like stuff. You know, when it came to um, doing things that, you know, you would normally celebrate somebody with a wedding, they didn't like that. They didn't want that, which is odd because, you know, people, you know, they always talk about, you know, you know, going to, you know, doing something super, super small, justice of the peace. But it's like, and now listen, if you have had a justice of the peace wedding, this is no nothing to you, but I'm talking about the reason behind it. If it's a financial reason, okay. But if it's because, you know, I just don't want people around. Listen, Jesus first ministry was at a wedding, right? Weddings are a thing. God honors it. God loves marriage. Understand he will want your wedding. He wants your marriage to be brought in the right way. Correct. But the person started realizing, like, wow, I don't even like to be celebrated. And so what happened was when it was revealed to her, like, this is what's going on, she then began to seek God about her own um, issues. And guess what? God was able, because she did it, God always wants us to seek him, right? Seek him. And God was able to meet her wish, you know, where she was at. And she was able in turn to get healed and really then out of true understanding, be able to talk, you know, to a child. And I think that is so beautiful. Sometimes we have to reflect on our own. Is there something that possibly your child does, you know, that really frustrates you, right? You know, is your child rude? Do they not respect adults? Like, do they talk too much, right? Are they always chatting? Are they easily distracted? Are they a liar, right? Are they a liar? You know, this is something, you know, this is something you have to take into account. Like, imagine your child gets on punishment, right? You put your child, he or she did something wrong, right? And so, you know, and and you put them on child, and I'm talking about the child, maybe let's say the child's 13 years old, and the child starts acting horribly, I mean, acting out, just starts calling you the worst person ever. They did something wrong but they're acting out on you because you will put them on punishment, right? That is bad behavior. That's not godly, right? But you have to take a second. Now, what about you? If a friend, let's say, you know, if a friend came to you and say, you know, sis, you know, you really need to lose weight. How would you react to that? Okay. If that happened to you, how did you react to that? Right? Did you think the person was offensive? Did you get really frustrated? You know, maybe you said something, you you clapped back, or maybe you didn't say nothing, but in your mind, you're like, I don't really trust her no more. You know, did you really make the person uncomfortable to be able to come to you to, you know, if you have issues, right? You know, when you think about that, this is an example. And so you're now your children, is, your child, excuse me, is doing the same thing you're doing. It may be a different circumstance, but it's the same thing. They don't like to be corrected. You get it? They don't like to be disciplined. They don't like to be corrected. So this is exactly why as parents, we have to have our relationship with God. So I implore you really to take a moment, right? To take a moment and really seek God about this. First of all, you want to pray for your children. Um, if you have not, dedicate them to God. Seriously, you know, whether if you do it at a church or if you do it in your own prayer time, like say, God, I dedicate this child back to you, right? But then, I, you know, you really, you may even want to fast. Really turn down your plate, really fast. And really seek God about yourself. Seek God because chances are you're the same way you didn't notice. You know, these things can be, you know, generational curses, this could be generational curses there. Um, and, and, you know, basically what that is, is it's a curse that really follows the bloodline, right? It could be a situation where, you know, maybe you notice your child is um, really don't respect. Let me think. Um, let's say the child is not doing well in school, right? 
And so you look back and realize, you know, you and you're so upset with the child because, you know, you didn't do well in school. You may have dropped out of school. You want what's best for your child. But then you start thinking, wait a minute, your mother didn't do well in school. Um, Your grandmother dropped out of school. Your great grandmother didn't do well in school. That's something is wrong here. That means there is a curse on your bloodline. There's a curse there. But see, and I, I can go real deep in that. But just for the sake of time, I won't check me out on another episode as God leads me to talk about that more. But it's important that you know, you seek God see when you seek God, those things will be revealed to you. So I implore you that pay attention to your children. You see, when you tend to your children, when you pay attention to those, those, those patterns that are not good, it can, it can very well be a reflection of you or your husband, right? Or the child's father. It can be a reflection of that. And so you definitely want to pray about that. I'm telling you the best thing you can do for your child is pray for them. Okay. The best thing you can do for your child is pray for them. Okay. And I'm going to talk about that in a few. Um, another scripture I wanted to talk about was, um, from Proverbs chapter 22, verse 15. Okay. And it says, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. Um, if you read and study the book of Proverbs, you will find the one thing that, that they don't play with is when it comes to a fool, okay? Fools are just no good. It's just not good to be a fool, right? And so foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. As a child, they are gen- they're automatically foolish. But the only way to get it from them is the rod of correction, now, this is a very important topic and it can be looked at anyway, but listen to this. Like perhaps, you know, your parents were too strict on you, right? And maybe you were a victim of child abuse. Um, you know, maybe the child's parent father is not in their life. You know, maybe you just, you messed up with the child at one point And so you, you're so ready with guilt now that you're just doing all the overcompensating. You know, the child could say anything and you just let the child get away with it. You don't beat the child. You know, you don't spank the child. You don't punish the child. You don't discipline the child. You know, you don't correct the child when they're wrong. They really, they be yelling at you. They talk to you like they're your equal. You know, you, that you, and you are doing a disservice and it is dangerous. And I'm telling you right now, you are making a dangerous mistake. That is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. You have to correct them. It don't always feel, you know, it always feel good to correct the child. You know, imagine, you know, you wanted to, you know, do something really special for the child. Or let's say, you know, you really wanted to go to the park. You know, and and let's say the child was just behaving poorly, okay? You might not don't you know you might not have to, you might not be able to take them to the park that day. You get it? You can't listen. Mercy is should be given, right? But do not overcompensate. Allow God to really steer you in how to discipline your child. What is a what? How how do you know you're overcompensated? For with your children, how do you know you're not disciplining them correctly? How do you know you're not um, showcasing that you're not correcting them? Are, is their behavior foolish? Are they exhibiting foolish behavior? Are they are they rude? Are they disrespectful? Do they lie? Are they sneaky? Right? These are things that you know you have to pay attention to. You know, I, I know when it comes to a parent, you know, mothers don't play that they get very, you know, they can get very offended. They can get very overprotective, but you're doing yourself a disservice. Or excuse me. You're doing your child a disservice when you are dry, when you are not correcting them. 
okay you shouldn't be rewarding bad behavior with gifts yes mercy is real yes you know it's not all the time they we're not asking them to be perfect if they do one little thing you know you're automatically doing something but you know what i'm talking about extreme bad behavior should not be rewarded with gifts what that does is it it keeps foolishness in them and then that what happens is then that child grows up to be a fool and don't nobody want to deal with a fool because they say if you even read the book of proverbs they they be like listen don't even waste your time ministering to a fool right and so you you want to make sure you can, you correct them okay listen if you did not do right by them if if your the, the parent is absent you know you're a single mother you know the 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 the, the child's father is an absentee father right um, you know, this is just the hard truth, right? Um, that is a sin, right? If you, especially specifically, if you know you, this is, the child was not born in wedlock. I listen. I don't. You can get offended if you want, but let's focus on the children. Let's focus focus on getting our children healthy and together, right? Um, oh, repent, right? God forgives us. You know, forgive all the parties involved, right? Forgive yourself, right? I don't care if, you know, maybe you didn't do right by them at some point. Whatever the case is, do these things. Repent, forgive any parties involved, forgive yourself, and allow God to make you a better parent. But how do you do that? By surrendering yourself to God, being honest. God, I am not God. This child is not doing well. God, I've made mistakes. I have not allowed you to be the, you know, to be the God over this situation. Right? And so you're asking God to really come in in those areas where you've made mistakes. In the areas where you are weak, God, I don't know what to do. You know, you're admitting this. God is our strength. God will give you the answers and allow God to really take over in that area so that you can be the best parent you can be. I'm telling you, it is a game changer, okay? So don't, 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 don't allow that moment to feel condemned, but really have faith in knowing that God will restore the years. It's not too late. I don't care if your child is an infant, a toddler, a child, a preteen, a teen in college, or they're behind a super grown out there cutting up, right? No matter what, it's not too late for you to go before God as, as a mother and really um, petition for your child and to really ask God on how you can help your child at, in their season, whatever age they may be. This is truly important because, you know, in or you have to correct the child. You know, believe it or not, demons can operate through children, right? Um, how do I know this? Um, you know, it, it can that can sound super like, uh, what, demons can operate through children? But it's the truth. You know, you think of Mark chapter 7, verse 29, where it says, um, then he said to her, meaning Jesus, right? Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. So there, you mean there was a demon inside the daughter? Yes. Now, this is important to know because demons can operate through your children. Um, you know, let's let's ask a few questions. Have they ever made you feel guilty? You know, said things purposely so that you would feel guilty. You know, uh, have you felt, you know, went to bed so tired, maybe didn't complete something or so tired because all you did was you know, constantly tell them what to do. They were just getting in trouble nonstop. You know, are their grades bad? You know, are they sickly, right? You know, are they disrespectful? You know, that's a clear sign that it's a demon because God does not condemn us, right? Um, God tells us not to be weary, so who's wearing you out? God would never wear you out, right? Um, God is not a God of bad behavior, right? 
um, infirmity is not of God, but it's sickliness, right? So what does that mean? That means that demons can operate through children, right? And so you want to, when you correct them, you are essentially casting those spirits out. You get it? So what does that mean? And that's, and, but, the, but here's the good news about that, right? As believers, we have authority. We have authority. You have, as a parent, as a mother, you have, all, you have authority over your children that God has given you. And you have, and, and by way of the, by way of Christ Jesus, you have work, you have um, authority over all works of the devil. So you don't have to allow yourself to be beaten up and wear, worn out, feeling guilty, crying, ashamed, allowing your child to just be sickly. You don't have, you don't have to go through that. You don't have to deal with that. And, and it's important. And how do you do that? You can, you have the power to bind and loose. You can bind those demons. Like you can say, I bind every, any spirit that's trying to operate through your child. You can go before God and you can petition before God. Even if you don't may, you may not know the specific things to say. Even if you don't know the specific things to say, you know, at the very least that you can go before God. You know that there's a book it called it's, uh, prayers that routes demons. Um, by John Eckhart, it, Apostle John Eckhart. It is, I mean, that's, that's a, you know, purchase it. A prayers that routes demons, right? If, if you, if you can't think of what to say, you can at least say, Jesus help me. And I'm telling you, that is a surefire way to start, right? And so I implore you, really don't lose, don't faint not, faint not, Right? Um, you have the authority over it, right? Because, you know, we don't want our children to suffer because our children acting like that, that's that, essentially they're suffering because that's tormenting. When you, you know, you think about somebody who's mean and rude and disrespectful, they're not doing well in school, they, they got to be tormenting. That don't feel good. I don't care how, what kind of fake, you know, attitude or, or front they try to put up. That is tormenting. And as a mother, I know we do not want our children to be tormented, Right? It's that's that is super important. We don't want our children to be tormented. And now before I go, you know, talk about prayer, because I did say I was going to get back to that. I wanted to leave us with one last um, scripture because this is important and, and I won't talk too much about it, but I did want to talk about this. And it says Ephesians chapter six, verse four. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So it's saying, and you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath. Now, okay. They said fathers. I believe God is not, God does not make mistakes. If God wanted to say mothers and fathers, God would have said mothers. If God wanted to say parents, God would have said parents. God said fathers. Okay. So that means that fathers have a responsibility not to provoke their children so that their children won't be brought to wrath. Now, of course, I am going to briefly talk about that, but I will definitely, you know, if it's in God's will, talk about that around Father's Day, <laughs> you know, like, share, subscribe, <laughs> look out for that one. But um, this is important because as a mother, as a mother, you have the responsibility to pray for the fathers, whether if, to pray for the father of your child, whether you're married or not pray because what happens is they they have a responsibility to not bring your child to wrath because the one thing is not about them you don't want your child to be brought to wrath because the child has to honor their parents because there is um a well life that's added to them and that's a promise from god right 
And it's very important that a, a, a father's love really can shape how a child feels about God. So God doesn't play with that. So as a mother, we should be also praying for the fathers of our children. All right. Whether that's your husband, whether that's whatever. If your child has a relationship with her father or with his father, you need to be praying for them. I don't care if you don't like them. It's not about you. It's not about him. It's about the well-being of that child. You understand? If that child has any type of connection, you want to be praying for that for that man. Really, you want to because that man has a responsibility that he must uphold. He must actually because you don't want your child to be brought to wrath. Right. You don't want that. Is very important, and I will definitely touch base on touch on that a little more. But definitely pray for them. You know, maybe they're not good fathers. You know, they didn't have a father figure. You know, maybe their fathers were abusive to them, so they decide they're going to be abusive. You know, so unknowingly they're abusive to their children. You want to pray for them, okay? And that's a good segue into really what the the, the, the all the, you know the biggest part of this um, tend to your children praying. I said a lot in this episode, right? There was a lot of instruction. There was a lot of reasoning. There was a lot of backing of scriptures. It was a lot to chew on. And it could possibly seem overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. See, we have the authority to come before the throne boldly, right? And so I want us all, it's, you know, like I said, it's Mother's Day week. (laughs) I want us all to let, let's challenge each other. Let's challenge us. Anyone that's listening to this, even if you listen to this after Mother's Day, I don't know when you're going to listen to it, but if you are listening to it, I want you to challenge you every day up until Mother's Day or for a week. I want, and, and truthfully, you should be doing this for the rest of your lives, but, but for, for, for the sake of a challenge, right? Every day up, uh, leading up to Mother's Day, this is what I want us all to do. I want us to take an hour each day and pray for our children. Pray fire praise for our children. I want us to pray for our children. No one else for one hour. I'm not praying for nobody else, but we're praying for our children. Okay? You may not have you may not you may not be used to praying for an hour. It can seem like all right, well, we don't have to pray for. No. I want us to pray for an hour. How could, that, how could you possibly pray for an hour? Okay, let's divide it up. We're going to pray for their health. We're going to pray for their education. We're going to pray for their future marriages. We're going to pray for them at each um, stage of their life, whether preteen, teen, child. We're going to pray for their friend, friendships. We're going to pray for their health. If I didn't say, if I said that already, you know, whatever, pray for that twice. <laughs> We're going to pray for um, their relationships with their parents. We're going to pray that they respect of persons. We're going to pray for their salvation. We're going to pray for um, the grace to parent them correctly. Um, we're going to pray to break any generational curses off of them. We're going to pray for God to really to really supernaturally um, intervene. Um, and if your child is a baby, right, and you feel like, well, my child's already a baby, that means you have the advantage because you're not praying on the defensive line. You're praying on the offensive line. So what you're doing, you still want to be a part of this because you are blocking, right? You are blocking... Um, what the enemy could try to do with your child, okay? Um, you're praying for God to really deal with any issues they have that they don't tell you. You know, you want to ask God for the grace. The one thing is, as a mother, I'm serious. 
We cannot get this right without the grace of God. We cannot get this right without God. There is no way as a parent we can get this right. It's just it's impossible. It is it is virtually impossible. If it if we don't have God in the midst of this, there we will mess them up. So we need God to come in and we're gonna ask God to come in. This is super important. And so I just want to start us off. And you know, like I said. Please do yourself, um, write down those prayer points. You know, like I said, every day for an hour, we're going to be praying fire prayers. And please share your testimony, whether you do, you know, email me, you know, DM me, or just share with someone else who, you know, may be dealing with issues with their children, or it's just a mother, period. Their children are probably great children, but still share this with the prayer points. And so have a prayer partner maybe you can partner up with another mother and every day for an hour y'all are just praying praying for your children and so i just want to pray us out and really by praying this out i just want to just start us off with praying for our children so you know let's just do it so heavenly father god we just come before your throne through christ jesus god we just um give you all the glory honor and praise god father god you said that children are a gift and so god we thank you for our gift god we give you all the glory honor and praise for our gift god father god we just thank you father god that you will bless us with children we thank you father god that you have um sought fit for us to be mothers god and we thank you for mercy. Father God, forgive us for any time we may not have treated them like the gifts that they were. For any, forgive us for any time we have complained and murmured. Forgive us for any time we did not teach them correctly. Forgive us for any time we have allowed them to just go a, a, astray. But God, we are coming before your throne right now. Father God, that as we can start this challenge, we pray that it is honorable. We pray that you accept it, God. We pray that you render the heavens open over our children, God. We pray that for the mercy over our children, God. We ask, I ask you, Lord, that every woman every man at the sound of my voice who are parents that she will move mightily on our children's behalf god i pray god that you will cover their health god i pray god that you will heal them of any sickness whether mental physical emotional sexual social financial matrimonial paternal sickness god no despite whatever age god i pray god that you will cover that in the area of their social skills father god that you will keep them from any um, counterfeit friend, any bad friend in the name of Jesus. God, whatever evil was set up for them, Father God, may the fire of the Holy Ghost consume and destroy it now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that we send arrows ahead of our children, Father God, to counteract any attack of the counteract any attack of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus over our children today, oh God, from the crowns of their heads to the soles of their feet. God, I pray that, uh, that the fire of the Holy Ghost will surround them, God. God, that anyone that would try to even come, any evil thing, any spirit, anything, Father God, that, would, that is on an assignment from hell, Father God, that they will become, be consumed and destroyed in the name of Jesus, God. We bind up any spirit of incest, any spirit of rape and molestation, God. I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will loose your angels, Father God. Accelerate them in strength. Block every attack, Father, in the name of Jesus. And for those who have unfortunately been attacked, I pray, God, that you will loose your healing and deliverance angels right now. Abba, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, and show yourself mighty, God. I pray that you will lose peace in our children's minds, God. I pray that you will drive up any, and we bind every spirit of torment and fear father god we bind every spirit of condemnation god we silence every voice of the enemy that has tried to come in the voice of the holy ghost we silence every voice of the enemy father god that has tried to steer them into making the wrong decisions god we bind every imaginary friend god we bind any um 
any spirit of dead that will try to come in their dreams, God. We pray, God, that you would loose your angels even in their dreams, oh God. We bind any um any incubus and succubus demon that will try to even have sex with them in their dreams, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, God. Lucia protection, Lucia Holy Spirit flow, Holy Ghost. We we um we admit that we cannot do it by ourselves. We have made a mess. So God, we pray that you will come in, Holy Ghost, and clean up every mess that we have made and concerns of our children, God. We pray that you will move mighty on the children's behalf oh god i pray you said teach your children up in the way they should go so when they are old they will not depart from it so father god i ask that you give us the tools and that you counsel us and parent through us that we may teach them correctly god in the areas of their eating in the areas of their being in the areas of where they walk the way they talk the way they think the way they act father god their relationship with you god may we exude the love of god so they will boldly come to you seeking you god father god i pray for the salvation of the children of every person at the sound of my voice, that they will give their lives to you willingly, God. That they'll have a willing life with you, God. I pray that you will increase our faith, God, in this, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that you will loose your angels to counteract anything that will try to come against this prayer. We plead the blood of Jesus against this prayer. We bind up all backlash and retaliation that will try to against, that will try to come against anyone who will begin to pray over their children, cover their children, that their children that will not be um, used or sifted. Father, God, loose your deliverance angels to deliver each child of the parents at the sound of my voice, God. I pray, God, for the destiny helpers. I cover every teacher that will teach our children, anyone on an assignment from hell. Father God, I pray that you will literally fire them, that they will not be able to teach our child in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God, that anyone that has authority over our children, God, Father God, may we may our children have favor in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, I pray that you will lose godly friends, good friends, Father God, destiny friends in the name of Jesus, and that nothing will, and that no spirit of discord will be able to separate them, God, but that they be, it be covered under your grace and that they will be a respecter of persons in the name of Jesus. God, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, and we seal this with the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I'm just really excited. You know, like I said, children are gifts. You know, sometimes the enemy will try to make it feel like they're not. Sometimes the enemy will try to make you feel burdened, overwhelmed, feeling like you made a mistake. You know, these are real feelings. But guess what? I, I, I'm excited about this week challenge. I'm excited about this every day for an hour straight. I don't care if you're doing it on the way home before you go to sleep, if you're on your lunch break, whatever. Schedule a time. Do it. Don't let the day go by without you praying a fire prayer. This, you know, this is coming out pretty late. So that means tonight you want to start, you know, after this, you want to start, push that hour. You can do it. Pray hour for an hour just for your children, no one else. And I'm excited to see the breakthrough you will have. Um, and so I also want to end it. You know, this was very biblical. This was very um, uh, this is, this was Jesus Christ is all up and through this podcast. Okay. And so the instructions that are given, the promises that come with it, you know, if you're not a believer, it does not apply to you. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior, it does not apply to you. And so if you have not, and you want to, please, I want you to pray this prayer with me. And I pray that after you pray it, I want you to mark this day. And I pray that God really, um, really, you know, you know, just shows himself mighty on your behalf. And so if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or perhaps you're not sure, or perhaps you feel like you just want to dedicate yourself again, I want you to repeat after me. 
Um, Lord Jesus, for too long, I've kept you out of my life. I know that I'm a sinner and that I cannot save myself. No longer will I close the door when I hear you knocking. By faith, I gratefully receive your gift of salvation. I am ready to trust you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming to earth. I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross for my sins and rose from the dead on the third day. Thank you for bearing my sins and giving me the gift of eternal life. I believe your words are true. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. Well, listen, if this has blessed you, please, you know, subscribe, like, share, share, really, above all else, share. You know, if you, there's somebody who, well, you, if it blessed you, I'm sure it'll bless someone else. So if you know another mother, um, share it with them. I, listen, if you know a father, share it with him. Um, but please, you know, definitely share it to anyone that, that has come to you. Share it with them. And really, let's do this. Um, I'm excited. Let's definitely do this. You know, this this Mother's Day challenge and praying for our children for every day. Um, and let me know the, the, the beautiful testimony that comes after Mother's Day. I'm excited to hear it. I love you all. God bless y'all and love y'all for real in real life.